Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz, the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. James and Arlene Martell are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and yes, welcome to edition number 463 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. If you're joining us live here today on Cranberry Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you're joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today, however, not to worry, I have a very, very special guest joining us today and a real treat for you because we have Brasco, producer, our producer at Cranberry Radio, who has produced over 20,000 podcast episodes, and he's going to share the inside scoop on why marketers and publishers alike should have their own podcast. Brasco's been treating us with kid gloves for many, many years. He spoils us rotten. He takes good care of us. He makes sure we sound good. He produces the episodes with his team, and he is a, a real treat to work with, and he's an absolute wealth of information on the topic of podcasting. He's also an industry pioneer and has been podcasting for well over a decade and really glad to have you, Brasco. Of course, you pop in and out of the show uh, once in a while and join us uh, for a minute or two, but it's so nice to have you on for a full episode. Welcome, Brasco, to the Affiliate Buzz. Well, thank you, James. I do appreciate you having me back on, popping in once again. And I do got to say, I not only do everything that I do here for this network, there is another radio network I also have to serve, um, as well as, oh, hold on. So, uh, can you hear me now, James? Yes, I can. Okay, sorry. Wrong microphone. So, aside from what I've done with Cranberry Radio, which was Webmaster Radio, I do serve at the behest of another radio network. And also, I work for a network that is of my own work, which is a grassroots project I've done by myself with no other really help except for some help from you. And that is under the the synonym of King of Podcasts, which I was able to discover the Twitter handle create a website, and create a wrestling podcast that I've done for the last uh, four years. I also did some work doing a football podcast. So not only doing the large-scale podcasting portals that we've been working on for 12 years, I've also been working the grassroots port just so I can learn more to do it just on my own without having to do it in the full-scale grandeur of podcasting that all the major players do. Let's go back to the beginning when you got started, because obviously podcasting has evolved dramatically, especially in the last few years. Uh, take us back to the early days when you were just getting started and what it was really like uh, in the podcasting space. Well, when I first started and I came in, I was already coming out of a radio background. I worked for Clear Channel, which is now iHeartMedia. When I came in, you know, the ad that had me come in was it was a radio producer. So I just thought well, I'm going to be producing and editing audio content. What I didn't know was how it was going to be used on the internet. And, you know, the back end of what we were using was very, you know, antiquated. I mean, at the time, it was just a matter of put a couple of fields in, you upload the uh, files to FTP, and that was it. It was the same way that I did audio production before. It's just that other component. And then the idea of, at the beginning, some people would just record the content without editing it down and cleaning it up and putting good proper production around it so when i got to that point that was what we incorporated with uh, our bosses here darren and brandy the idea was to create the kind of content that you hear on radio and put it into podcasting to make it something that originally was for people to listen to on a live stream and 
at the time when I first started, downloading content or subscribing to the content hadn't even started yet, let alone the name podcasting. Yeah, and if you th- if you think about that, that so if we go back twelve years, that would have been, I guess, two thousand four, two thousand five. That would have been the, around the time when Apple was just beginning to release that little device called the uh, the iPod, <laughs> not the iPad, the iPod. And of course, all our kids had them, and, and I think primarily in the early days, the iPods were. F- primarily for music and i remember having two or three thousand songs on my little ipod too because even even uh, square old dad had one and it was very handy but then of course pod ipod eventually spawned the term podcast and back then you know there really was not many listeners other than very uh uh niche based shows my show was as it is still today focused primarily on the affiliate marketing industry and you had to build your own audience but webmaster radio was literally i don't think you guys had any competitors i think you're probably the very first to market nowadays there's others that are doing what you what you what you founded but take us back to the early days of the network and how it all began to come together with the different hosts and really turning it onto an online radio station well, yeah. So just going back, I mean, it really feels like it was. It felt like it was so long ago. But I mean, it really, you well, Dan and Brandy originally, and they're working to, you know, shaking hands and making connections and making you know relationships in the conference show area, the trade show floors. That's what they did to go and build. And they just saw the speakers that were speaking at each of these conferences they went to within the internet marketing space and the affiliate marketing space, and they saw. Well, these people speak so well, why don't they get a platform where you don't have to just pay a registration fee to go ahead and catch them do a 15-minute session? Imagine if they got a 30-minute platform where people could download and listen to their show each and every week. At that one point, appointment listening, just like appointment watching, was the standard. So people would go ahead and find a show at a certain day and time in the middle of the day They would come to the live stream, listen to it in the background while they're working, and learn some great things that they didn't know. So you would get all this brand new information. You would get in front of the content. You know, also the people that we were talking to, listeners and the hosts, were so ahead of the game because we were into the technology. We knew everything that was changing as was happening in real time, unlike your mainstream consumer that doesn't know about what's going on until, you know, down the line. Yeah, and, and and it's expensive to head off to these shows, and I know it because I've been to a ton of them, <laughs> yep. and and you end up sitting down in a room, and usually you have a number of speaker tracks to choose from. You're not quite sure which one that you want to go see, or maybe there's two of them at, that happen to be at the same time, and of course you can't physically be in both places. So meanwhile, you spent thousands of dollars in a lot of cases for airfare, hotel, uh, food, fun all that all that goes into a conference and you can't actually sit and watch the two speakers that you wanted to see because they happen to be speaking at the same time so you end up missing one and the other thing is you have to cram all of this information into into a one or two day event and you end up walking out of there with a little bit of brain overload so one of the reasons i personally like podcasting from the consumer point of view the consumer side is i can listen to it in my car i can listen to it on the go you mentioned listen to uh episodes or shows while you work and i do that all the time and so it is podcasts are are so convenient and they're so uh consumable so easy to listen to these days because i remember back in the early days how did people listen to the shows and the, the various episodes back in the early days the early days well we had to go ahead and arrange it so that whatever bandwidth that you were able to go ahead and handle because people were still on dial-up in those days we had to set up multiple streams so that you could actually catch our content so we had what was it a 64 kilobyte stream 96 and 128 and you had all these different players you had to find yourself on because you didn't have a, a, a universal place to send it to you didn't have an app to send it to so you had to go those routes to promote the shows. Remember, what did we have before social media? We had message boards, right? And those <laughs> things were horrible. I mean, you know, God bless them. Uh, message boards still are kind of, I guess, they're still active and well in the affiliate marketing space today, but that's what you had to do back then. And, you know, one other thing to make to your point, not only did you have these great hosts that you have giving their content, but 
these people are all friends with people that probably would have never gone onto the radio in another platform because you're in this little grassroots platform. You're basically on a phone call with somebody else and you're just talking back and forth. You're not even paying attention to the audience. So when you're listening in, you're not only getting the expertise of the host, that guest is also just as equally as important. It's uh, I can see we're coming up against the break. Let's let's do this after the break. What I want to do is talk to you about why marketers, and we'll talk about the reasons why we feel that is the case. I want to I really want to dig in with you because I know you work with all kinds of hosts. I want to talk about the kind of traffic and the number of listeners Cranberry Radio has online, for example, and just kind of dig into the nuts and bolts of how a marketer slash publisher can have a podcast of their own and really use it to really move their message out into places that they probably never thought about and how they can get in front of much larger audiences actually in a much easier way. So let's do that, Brasco, right after the break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with Brasco, producer at Cranberry Radio, and we're talking about why marketers and publishers should have a podcast of their own. And I remember, Brasco, in the early days, I would say, well, most people probably wouldn't be into the podcasting space because it's complicated and there's not really a lot of listeners and blogging was big and it's still big, but podcasting was kind of this little poor man cousin to uh, to the bloggers where I would say today that's completely flipped. What, what would you think? Yeah, because the idea is that there are so many ways to monetize. The marketing opportunities on having this platform is, is I mean, it's, it's astronomical. All the things you can do to help build people to your platform, I mean, just in the ways we do things for our, for our clients here. I mean, there's multiple ways to reach people that you want to reach out to, whether it is the audience that you want them to buy into your product or those guests that we might be able to procure for you based on who we know or how we can attain them. And these are people that are also clients that you can also bring aboard to what you're looking to do. It's a win-win situation. To me, what really kind of nailed it down for me recently, and I'd say in the last few years, of course, now I've had the buzz now for 14 or 15 years, and it's always been the mainstay of my week. One of my favorite things to do is to meet and record the episode for the week, and I've always enjoyed it, probably always will. Uh, but in more recently, in the last few years, as iTunes has become stronger and you've got iHeartRadio, of course, you've got WordPress with the RSS feeds. Explain, if you would, to listeners who may have not had any experience with podcasting, when what happens to a single episode, where it ends up when you actually hit the publish button and add it to uh, maybe Cranberry Radio or Cranberry.fm? Well, when you're doing it the right way, if you're subscribed to all the major podcast portals, they're going to take from the same RSS feed, just like you would a blog post. 
when you go ahead and hit that publish button, you have to remember, immediately it goes to your website. So people are going to find it there. If you have it connected through social media, that, that post is going to go out there right away. You're going to have instant people coming in to go ahead and engage with your product. And then as soon as it, it public, populates over to all those other ends, and the names of the content providers that are providing podcasts from iTunes to now iHeartRadio in the last few years to SoundCloud, you have all these places that everybody and their mother's on right now. As soon as they find it, whether they're going to find it because they're subscribed to you or it's recommended to you, it's just endless the amount of people that are going to be able to engage in what you're doing. And, you know, when I compare it to blogging, and I, I like blogging. I've been, I've been a bit of a blogger. I'm not a prolific blogger by any stretch of the imagination, but I've got a blog. I've got a couple of them. Uh, the thing with the blog to me is, though, I feel like it's so one-dimensional. I, I, I create the episode, or the episode, I create the blog post, the article, publish it to the page, and then I can share it out in social media, of course. I can share it to my newsletter uh, subscribers, but that's pretty much it. What I can't do with that blog post is I can't get into iHeartRadio or iTunes or Spreaker or Stitcher or SoundCloud or, or any of the big portals and because it's just not the right format. The only way to get into these portals, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is with a podcast. But the good thing is with the podcast, if there is a report or a study or tools or a website, whatever you need to, in that show description, which is going to be made available on all those platforms. If people are smart enough to read into that, they're going to see you will mention something that is referenced to in the podcast that you can reference people to and direct them to somewhere else. So at least they have that point. The same way where if you can't get people to your podcast another route, YouTube is a great place to go because you can, I wouldn't necessarily put a whole podcast up there because you want to be able to make it so that if you're on their app or you're watching online, you don't need to have that thing open. You just want it to be offline. You can still listen to it. So the idea is you put an excerpt up there. You get it so that you tease someone. You let them see, oh, this is a podcast I should find. And it's another place where you could be noticed. But everything directs to the podcast because no matter what, if you're not having to go ahead and multitask and watch something else and read something else and then listen – Listening is going to be easier for everybody to do. The and you kind of alluded to it. You actually, unlike other forms of of, of promotion online, whether it be social media, whether it would be uh, blogging, whether it be your email newsletter, the ability to actually talk to your audience and get to the, the audience can get a chance to get to know you as the as the host of your own show. Uh, there's how, how you you I mean you've you've worked with literally hundreds of hosts. Uh, What what have you seen as far as the ability for a host to quickly and easily build a rapport with an audience? Well, I mean, if you know what you're talking about, that's the first thing that comes in is that just being very knowledgeable of the content you say you're going to present. The other thing too is that really it's a matter of if people know how to go ahead and become themselves and really translate who they are if you meet them in person into who they are, and you just come across as likable or knowledgeable or entertaining. That's what's going to create an audience. That's what's going to create people to come and listen to you. The only other thing you can do is find the best ways to promote your brand, promote yourself, so you can be noticed. And if there's ways where you have events you can go to, if somebody's promoting it for you and you can promote yourself, cross-promotion, have other people spread the word, that's how you get noticed. You know, uh, a couple episodes ago, of course, you'd know you uh, produced a show. Uh, <laughs> I interviewed David Dalka, founder of Fearless Revival. Right. And, and and this happens all the time at the end of these episodes. Once we close out the uh, the, the show, of course, uh, then the commercials begin to play and you begin to transition into the next, into the next uh, show. Uh, but you also come back on and you say, okay, you guys were clear. Uh, one of the things most guests say at the end of the show, and you can back me up on this one, is, hey, when is this going to go live? Because when it does, I want to share it on my site and I want to share it with my, my followers, my email newsletter subscribers, my social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Most of the time they do that, don't they? Yeah. I mean, if they're, you can, you can kind of tell if they really enjoyed the interview and they also on the understanding of promotion. 
and the understanding of marketing. Those are people, I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm going to just break it down like this. If you know someone that actually does go with the initiative and they follow up on the promise that they're going to push it out there, that's somebody you definitely should be working with because they care. Because they really, things matter about what they're doing here. They understand podcasting as much as we do. The other thing that I've found when you get a chance to sit down and interview somebody, of course, it takes a little while to prep. And it takes me about an hour each week to prep for the show. Uh, I usually have a list of guests booked for the next four to eight weeks. And, of course, the buzz goes out every Thursday. Yeah. Or we record the Philly buzz every uh, Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, like clockwork. Yeah. And thanks to you, you make it easy for us to do that. And we just have to show up with our notes ready to go. I send over the guest name, their Skype or their phone number, however we're going to communicate with them, and the headline for the show, and then you come on, okay, you say three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and then you play the intro, and away we go. So that makes it easy for me. And then we record the the actual episode, which is always all about the guests. So we're talking to the guests about themselves, their personal story, what they do online, what things they can share with the audience. And I'm always attempting to ask questions of them that I think the audience would have if, you know, we we're all sitting around a table together and everybody had a chance to ask a question. I'm trying to come up with that list of questions. And sometimes, you know, I get them in advance. Sometimes those questions change as we dig into the conversation. But to me, podcasting is so much different than radio and a lot of people say well is it like radio well it's, there's obviously some similarities to radio but in this particular case it's a radio interview is usually like a traditional radio interview when you're listening to maybe the local radio station in the car how long is a typical interview would you say well i mean it could take maybe seven to 15 minutes because it really you're also worrying about the fact that maybe you get 10 to 12 minutes per segment that's commercial free. Meanwhile, on a show like this, we're doing a 10 minute segment going to break. And if we're doing a longer show, we get more time. It's just, I feel like with radio, it's a matter of that you're having to play to all the things you have to do to keep the station on the air that are hindrances. Meanwhile, yes. with the podcast, they all know the right idea is, you know, put commercials that are on there that are good, but then, don't stack them up to a point where people complain. I mean, every show gets that kind of problem. And if you just know, okay, keep your commercial short and then make sure you have a good conversation going well enough to make people stay engaged after the break. And one thing I've noticed from time to time, and I think I've interviewed about 750 people now, once in a while you'll get somebody or we'll get somebody on the show that you can tell is somebody who's been interviewed on radio a lot. And they, you ask them a question and they'll give you like a 15-word answer and then they stop because that's the way radio works, isn't it? It's like little short little sound bites. Yeah, and I'll, well, well, one thing is, is that at least with podcasting, I think people are learning, and that's the other thing you have to do is the balance, is finding someone to give a good, succinct answer between 30 and 60 seconds. I mean, you want to hear back and forth. I mean, if you could, if you had a good back and forth conversation with someone that was very uninhibited, and you're just getting to be privy, you're eavesdropping into this great conversation that sounds like should be going on after a conference over drinks, then that's what you want. That's really the great, that's the great environment. Or if that person's going to give an answer, it's chock full of information or knowledge or history or something that's just going to say, okay, those questions, we need more out of this. So take a little more time and tell us more. In the last episode, uh, last week I interviewed Vicki Helm. And as you would know, she's a best-selling author. And we talked about, Basically, her book, which is about how to unlock the secrets to a life of passion, purpose, and prosperity. And I had my whole list of questions ready to go. And in this particular case, because I was late to the party last week, I actually had to get my wife to help me go through the book real quick. And it took about 45 minutes to pull out the kind of questions that I wanted to ask so I could be knowledgeable in the topic. And then we started the interview. And she just started sharing so much good information that I basically almost took the questions that I had down and put them aside or expanded on them greatly because she was just 
so good at explaining or answering the questions that it just led into the the next obvious question. And one of the things that I really love about podcasting is you got the time to dig in to dig in deep, don't you? And the thing is not only to dig in deep, but also you don't have to try to cram in everything into one shot. I'll tell you what I love more than not is that if you can't get everything into that one episode, you don't want to also make it where a podcast is too long that someone can't try to get through it in one week and they have, you know, 20, 30 minutes or one at a time. You want to be able to make it so it's comfortable to get in one sitting. And if there's just so much more to cover, do a part two. Honestly, some people should just know you don't have to cram everything into one shot or keep the interview going and just say, we're going to keep the interview going, but we're going to bring you more. Have you come back and listen for more the next time around? So you've produced over 20,000 individual podcast episodes now over the last 12 years. And we talked about this a few weeks back, and I'm like, that's got to be a record. Now, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way? Uh, Just to put you on the spot, no particular topic on that question, but what's some of the the aha moments, some of the cool stuff that, that you've seen happen? Well, one thing happens is that we've worked with a lot of great people here that have come and gone through the rankings here. I've always learned from a lot of different employees that I got to learn from. One thing I've learned is so much on how to streamline the process. Because for us, we are placating to our hosts and to some very high-profile guests that come onto the network. The idea is we need to make it much easier for them. We need to make it so much easier for them, for our clients, if they want to do their own shows. Because the one major thing that we did was we used to offer you know clients a chance to be on their own show. We were talking earlier about how certain companies should go ahead and do their own podcasts. Well, that's something we offer as a service. And it's quite reasonable if I want to pound my chest and say, but the truth is, if you have someone like us that we in all this time have learned so much on how to streamline the process, take out all the paperwork, take out all the extra steps, all the meetings, all the calls, and just here's what we need from you. We take care of everything else. We always talk about we take the heavy lifting off of you. That's what should be done is that if you have a good producer or you have good people that are going to you know create, create your content, all you have to do, James, is you should be able to, like you do now, Sit down, know that we're going to be ready to go. You got your content, you got your questions, you know who your guest is, your guest is prepped and ready to go. And then all you have to do is just start and come out with great content in the end. So why have why would you think someone should and I and I got to preface this. We had no planning for the show at all today, so this is all just completely off the cuff. Uh, but I think this is a good question. Why do you think somebody who's produced over twenty thousand episodes? Why do you think someone should start their own show? What are what are some of the advantages? Well, the advantage is is that it's. I mean, you could go ahead and do what everybody else does: go through social media, put different things out there to promote yourself. I mean, the ways of of promoting yourself, it's not the same anymore. And the truth is, if you want to be a better public speaker, if you want to be able to present yourself better to other people, podcasting, you don't need to do the videos and create the effects and create graphics and visuals. It's your voice speaking to everyone else. And it's, it's the credibility, it's the integrity of the person usually that is the head of the company or the best representative or spokesperson for the company. You're speaking for a company, and you have a chance to to really have a a footprint on someone. You have that one-on-one interaction because the right person that hosts a radio show, you're not talking to a 1,000 people. You're talking to one person. So you have that individual contact with someone. It's like an emotional, intimate attachment to someone, and it's the best way to go ahead and convey your product or convey who you are, your beliefs, your ideals what you believe in, the reason you create the show. The You mentioned video there, and I always get a chuckle out of video because I know how hard it is for some people to be on a video. And for those hosts that host shows on YouTube where they have guests on video, God bless their souls because that's got to be difficult because the first thing most people say is, I don't want to be on video. In fact, I've been asked, 
dozens of times to do shows on YouTube or on video. And I've only ever done one. I'll probably never do another one. I just, I, I just, I don't like it. Right. I'm uncomfortable with it, and I don't think it's professional because we're used to looking at the talking heads on TV or who are highly polished, perfectly lit, on in a in a in a beautiful set with awesome sound, and it's just we have a certain look these days that we all see on TV that you, you cannot duplicate sitting in front of your computer. So no. I just decided I ain't doing that. No, Podcasting, I, on the other hand, is so much easier. No, and not only that, how many times have you seen a video where the audio sounds terrible? Lots I can't even times. tell you how many times that happens because people think, well, we could just use the, the, the built-in computer that we have. They don't think about putting a microphone on them or the people that are smart enough to know, they know they can podcast and do the video. And, you know, I see a lot of people commentating now. They have the nice blue microphone or they have a nice condenser microphone that's pointed in front of them. They're understanding. We need the audio to sound good just as much as the video. So my thing is, why don't you learn how to do the audio correct first then take the step up if you feel like you need to do video. Lon Naylor, who is a, a video expert, he's got a he's got a little saying. He says, "Friends don't let friends make crappy videos." And one of the things he says, or he says, the number one thing to making a great video, the number one thing you need to be focused on, is the audio. No doubt, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it bad. I mean, right now, I for my own uh, for uh, my own personal podcast, I just started doing YouTube videos. I'm not trying to create anything that's special or, or the video's going to go out of this world. I'm using a video, a simple video editor. But what I know is important to me is I want the audio to be just as good as it sounds like on my podcast. I would do that for anything that's on our network. Make the audio sound good because it doesn't make sense not to. How much time do you think it takes the average host or how much time do you see that it takes the average host to prep for one show? It depends because of the fact that some people will just work on it for three to four hours, sometimes the night before to prep in. Some of our shows, that's exactly what they do. Some, it's really weird. Some will just say, okay, we're here to record, but we haven't prepped yet. So let's start looking for stories we want to talk about. Some people are just really comfortable and can just jump right in in 30 minutes and start. Some people want to have a little more proper presentation because they're going to probably do at least an hour-long podcast. So really it's a matter of, I think, if you put in, say, an hour or two for a half-hour podcast and say up to four hours for an hour-long podcast, that's kind of like you go for the two-for-one. That's probably your best preparation ratio. I can see uh, we're up against the break. When we got back, I got some pretty cool questions for you. Now that we're on a roll here, I got some real good ones for you. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to put uh, Brasco on the, on the hot seat. We'll be right back uh, after a short break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Your website hacked. Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. 
Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz. Here's James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and yes, Sardine is away today. However, I'm here with Brasco, a producer at Cranberry Radio, who's offering the inside scoop and some amazing insight on why marketers and publishers should really seriously consider uh, having your own uh, your own podcast, your own show. So let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Let's get into a little bit more of the meat of it. So you and I've had a chance to talk about some of these things before, some not. But uh, what does it take? Because a lot of people have never done an interview. But what does it take to do a great interview? Well, first of all, don't go. I wish more people getting interviewed or that were getting interviewed would not take so much into the pleasantries. Just get to the heart of the of the conversation. Enough with pleasantries. Let's get into what actually matters. <laughs> what you're talking about. For me, if you're the interviewer, I would just, I mean, you know, you do want to just make it where sometimes, well, I'm I'm of a different opinion because I think sometimes I don't want to worry about, you know, if you need to have a little background on who the person is and who they're all about to give some uh, perspective, that's fine. But the sooner you get into the actual subject, the better. And for the people being interviewed, it's just a matter of, you know, I don't like the ones that are always having to get their questions sent to them in advance. I think it, you should be able to go and answer questions on the whim. Mm. And, you know, if there's something you feel like you don't want to be able to answer or you just have to be more honest with listeners and just say, look, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to speak about that. But what I will say is this. Pivot the, the conversation if you have it to. You see it in, on on talk uh, on cable news all the time. You see how it works. Sometimes, if you need to pivot the conversation, do it, and and just take it into a direction. But, but the thing is, it should be almost like a tug of war. You should want to be able to go ahead and ask questions that people are going to want to answer. Find a way to get in there and get the the answers that you want to get from them. And if it's just something informational, it shouldn't be that hard. But. You know, let the people defend themselves who they are. Let them know that, well, we should know, you know, why, what's your track record? What is it that you've done this so well to perform better? You know, we want a good reason why you're on this show. Like, if it's an affiliate buzz, you need to be a, someone that's been pretty successful here. It just can't be just a run of the mill. Not everyone gets on this show. So if you're just starting up, you know, you practice uh, trying to just get interviews just to kind of get the feeling of like, doing a complete overview of who that person is on a show like yours. And for a company that's a bigger size, you want to be able to do interviews to say, okay, well let's learn more about you. Let's get into the actual advance of the matter. Let's not make Let's not, you know, play down to our listeners. Our listeners are not stupid. They're smart. They're educated. You know, they're, they're adults. They're, they're making money. They're looking to make money just like you and me. So what would you say are, some of your being the producer put put your producer hat on what are some of your pet peeves when dealing with us hosts oh my god <laughs> could go for days <laughs> oh my god actually you know james I, I, well off air i had talked to you about that i wanted to create a presentation about that and submit it because yeah. i have a million pet peeves and i wanted to do a thing where you know Sometimes you don't want to listen to other podcasters to learn how you need to do a show. Look, there are some great shows out there that, that, that have great information, but I don't want to put anybody under the bus. I don't like the way they present it because, I'm, I mean, there's something about how people in radio back in the day knew how to present themselves and how to present content. If you're doing it by yourself, you got to be able to know how to talk and how to be able to tell a story. Paul Harvey, Casey Kasem were the kind of guys that I grew up listening to that knew how to tell a story. And if you have people that are interviewing, well, you got to get them a little bit out of your comfort zone. I mean, as a host, you no softball questions. I can't stand that. Get rid of being able to say um and ah. I thank God you don't do that, James, because I hear that from more people, and I have people on this network, God bless them, that um and all, all the way through every interview. And I've done it for years, and I can't change them. I can't stop them from doing it. I mm. wish more people just alone on that would do that. Stop with all the pleasantries of like, okay, 
well, I wanted to make sure you subscribe here and socialize with me here and this and that. You know what? Find one place to promote yourself. Put everything there. What is yours? JamesMartell.com. Mine, KingOfPodcasts.com. It's just as simple as that. Cranberry.fm. Make it one place to go. That's just the start on Pet Peeves. Let's talk about ums and ahs, because I actually used to um and ah a lot, and I still catch myself once in a while. You know how I got rid of it? What was that? I actually, for the first three years of the affiliate buzz back in 2003, 4, and 5, or maybe 4, 5, and 6, I had never listened to one of my own episodes. Couldn't stand the idea. <laughs> didn't I didn't listen to anything. Didn't want to hear it. And then something happened where all of a sudden I had to, last minute in a hurry for some reason had to edit one of my shows and as soon as i heard myself doing it i pretty much had the ability to get rid of it, it took some practice but all of a sudden i could when i said um or ah uh, or all the little pregnant pauses that you can do and all the little things that we can say to kind of give us a chance like kind of like there you go there's one right there right once you hear yourself doing it on the audio, you can easily catch yourself later. And it still takes some practice to try to get rid of it. And I'm not by any means perfect at it. But that's what that's what uh, that's what did it for me. Just actually hearing myself do it. And I know sometimes when we do listen to our own episodes after they've been ep- or sorry after they've been uh, edited, they sound great. But that's because a lot of the times because of you. Well, on one of our networks, I mean, we were told the first off. These are people that are not have not been on the radio, and then we're for bringing them on. Well, we're this is also kind of cheating because we're taking out the ums and ahs for them, so they're still going to do it anyway. That's not teaching them anything. My thing is, I don't want it. I was horrible <laughs> starting my podcast doing that, and I and the one thing was, if you have a co-host or if you're just doing interviews back and forth, if you don't try to just do a monologue by yourself. Imagine if you're doing this on stage as a keynote, and I've heard it, and I don't know how anybody handles that. You just It's its almost like you're listening to yourself as the beat of a drum or like a musical note. You have to be able to slow down what you're saying because I think people just forget to slow down. Slow yourself down. Talk with pregnant pauses. It's not You're not going to lose somebody. They're not going to f- turn off the, the podcast because you're doing it, but... Uh, there's people that are, you know, professionals now I listen to on the radio, and they do it all the time. And I think if that's one thing that you learn how to do a podcast with, is that. That's the biggest pet peeve of all. And then, you know, there's other things where, it's like I said, telling stories. And, again, I love how certain people want to go in and start a podcast. I have one guy now. He's doing it as a podcast, but he's doing it on a AM fm radio station and he asked me hey i want to come on and do this i want to start my own podcast i was like all right well you're gonna do it and then i told him the first thing after his first show hey well so tell me what do you think my first show you went eight minutes without starting your contract without starting on your topic (laughs) i was like how are you gonna start off like that from the beginning these pet peeves you should try to be able to get rid of as quickly as possible those, so, those are just habits that you need to break right now. That's one of the biggest things I can tell any future or current podcaster out there. Which is perfectly leading into my next question, which is what advice, other than what you just shared, what other advice can you offer to someone who is maybe not a podcaster, or maybe they are, uh, about what it takes to learn, because this is a learned skill, to be a great host? Well, Everybody wants to listen to other podcasts out there that are the biggest names out there, the Vanderchucks, the Jason Calcanis, or the you know the the Tim Ferriss, all these people, right? And even they are like not the not the best voices. Of the, they're just known for their expertise, but they weren't radio people before. I think personally, listening to people that were really good in radio, because if those people were able to do podcasting now, they would overshadow everybody. Even if they didn't know technology, they would find people to go ahead and interview and come out with better interviews. I promise you. I said Casey Kasem. Now, his thing was, in his day was, you know, his thing also was he scripted himself in everything, even when he was just doing a normal musical set. But his content was scripted. You know, there's people like, uh, like I said, Paul Harvey before, scripted. 
And if you have all your information in front of you, as much as possible, and sometimes to break a little bit, you know, if you need some facts, need some information, you could take from articles, you could take from other information so that you're not stuck there trying to go ahead and just talk on a whim and try to continue the conversation. Plus, if you're recording, sometimes you just stop tape. You don't need to get it all done in one shot. If you're recording on my own podcast, I take breaks all the time. Sometimes I just want to get this one segment right. Stop. Okay, let me shuffle. Let me go to something else. Take your time with it. Take your time when you're hosting the show. Take your time when you're preparing for the show so it becomes a smooth transition. You're not going around shuffling papers. For a radio and show I'm- live, you need producers and all these people coming around for you. You don't have that option here. Have your materials prepared and ready. Read up on what you know so you can go and do a good show. And that's a good point because, of course, we are live. This is live, you know, on stream through the internet on Cranberry Radio. So we we what goes goes. You, we still have the ability to edit it at the end. We don't really do a lot of uh, editing. Uh, how, actually, let me ask you that question. How much editing do you do? For us, before I, I want to talk to you about the podcast uh, uh, that you just mentioned a minute ago, but how much editing do you do for us after we finish up recording, uh, uh, say, an affiliate buzz? Well, with an affiliate buzz, you said before, you don't um and ah that much. So I don't have to go through that too much. We're doing it live, so we're, there's not a lot of times where we have a cutoff. If something happens, you know, I always put a music bed up so that. If there's any little, you know, technical difficulties, which there are a few, I'll have ways to make it so that when we edit it after the fact, it's very short. Usually it's trimming the front, trimming the back. A lot of cases, it's a matter of if I have someone that's on a phone, a guest that's on a phone or on a Skype connection, and I need to clean up that Skype connection. Like, your connection's great. But, you know, even how much I work with somebody else, I can get another great person on the air if their Skype connection doesn't sound good because they're on a computer, a built-in microphone on their computer, or on a phone that's bad, or a cell phone, or whatever it is. I'm trying to level the audio out so that both of you sound great at the same time so that when you're listening to it through headphones or listening to it wherever, it's leveled out. Like You're not having to turn it, turn the volume up, turn it back down every couple of seconds. The other thing, and I'm, I'm not putting you under the bus. I, I love you, man. But I always could use a little more description so I could write up something more that's about 50 words. Like, I got, you give me a title, and like, okay, run with it, Brasco. And like, I, it's like I'm always having to look for more information. And honestly, and this is a, not a knock to the guests, sometimes the affiliate marketing sites, they're not made to create like a nice bio. It's those long one-page, here, you know, get this, get this video now, get this and that. So like to find information on the guests sometimes is a little bit cumbersome. That's why it takes a little longer. But it's that attention to detail that makes your show sound so good. You're hilarious. So here it is. <laughs> I'm it's 2017. <laughs> You've been taking care of me since 2009. Right. Every week, almost without missing hardly any. And this is the first time you've told me that. Because I don't want to. I don't want to say you ask me the question. It's like I'm. Well, I'm always the person where we over deliver and under promise. My thing is, I'm always the one that doesn't ask. And and I have coworkers all the time asking for show notes, asking for this and that. Come on, we have a lot of shows to do, so I don't ask because it's like we have a good relationship. And you know, I don't want to go and ruffle feathers. I just don't, don't ask. I've no, always, don't. my my attitude's always been like, you know, I don't. I'm, well, I mean, that's just a personal thing. I'm not so good at, uh, at delegating or having to ask for all these different things from people because I don't want to have to be relying upon people. I want to make sure well, it's done, done right. So, like, sometimes I just trust my own judgment. <laughs> we'll see what we can do to help you out there. That's all it is. Well, I know because you always ask, well, when's it? Well, you even ask yourself, when does the show go up? I'm like, well, that's what happens. It kind of goes over the next day because I'm still looking for information or – you know, it's it's the guest that, or whatever, just the recording itself I have to do some adjustment to. Okay, so here's my next question then. As a podcast host on Cranberry, what else can I do to help you, the producer? Well, again, so the description helps out because the more information, and this is also normal uh, trick of the trade, the more information you put out there regarding a, a radio show you know, that you have in the description so that people can find you, in the search results, you should have more information, more things to be 
keyword tagged, you know, the title should always be a certain way so that people can find out more about what you're talking about. And that's the one thing with me too is that you always want to find that right information so that sometimes people are not just going to go ahead and listen to the podcast. They're going to read about, well, why do I want to listen to this podcast? Because even some people, they might have a favorite podcast they listen to. They might skip one because they'll read the description and it might not say anything that says, I think I could skip this one. You want to be able to keep it so that people will listen each and every time. They're individual. They're unique. They're different. So there's that. Um, just on that note. on that That's note, it. So really? Then. That's it? It's just more information so that I can get it turned around quicker. That's what okay. I would think for myself. So I mean, that's no problem at all because by the time we start the show, we've already got all the details what's going to be included. You, you still have to write it up a little bit. But also, and this is a good discussion for for those considering starting a podcast because – and you're right – the more detail that goes into the what I call and you call the the show notes, which is basically the teaser for the potential listener who's looking at uh, listening to a particular episode, it kind of gives them the lay of the land of what's included. And I'll, I'll put a link to one. Uh, actually, if you're gonna you go listen to any affiliate buzz on jamesmartell.com, you'll see the show notes are very nicely done. Oh, I've, I've seen it. Sometimes when you've had previous, here's what I've done to kind of like work the way around. I've taken a previous guest that was on the, on the show. I'll go back and look at your show notes to see if I can find information on that guest. And, or you've talked about a certain subject. Like, so if it's about pad or whatever it might be, or talking about WordPress, I'll go back and find something that you said, repurpose that, and copy and paste it basically over, add some tweaking to it, and then put it into the description. There you go. Cool. Cool. And, and and the reason we do this and the reason we create the show notes, of course, is because search engines don't index audio. They index primarily video, words on a page, images. So we want to make sure that we've got good SEO optimized show notes so that when people are searching for these particular episodes, whether it's in Google or iTunes or iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, all the places people can search for a topic – when they want to listen to a particular subject matter, and they you want them to have the opportunity to find your episode, uh, you need to be optimizing your your show notes with keywords because that's what they you know that's what drives search. So, and of course, this used to be called or Cranberry used to be called Webmaster Radio, right. and I'm preaching to the choir with you because a lot of your shows that you've produced over the years are purely. Uh, they used to be for webmasters and people interested in SEO and traffic rankings and, of course, the affiliate buzz and that type of, of genre. So talk about the traffic. And I, I know you mentioned to me earlier today how many listeners Cranberry gets because a lot of times people wonder, will people listen? How many listeners can we get? Will they buy? You know, are, are these like who are these people? Because if they're thinking about doing a podcast, of course, there's going to be some effort that goes into it. We offer a course on how to start your own podcast. You offer back end services uh, for people who want real hand holding and for them to do, you know, to done for you services like you do for us. Uh, so talk a little bit about search and 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 the building of the audience and how many people listen at Cranberry. Well, we quote right now in any of our materials is we quote based on the fact that on our live stream, we're able to get up to about a million people uniquely listening to our content on air or on demand. Number one is because when you go to our website, the audio player pops up automatically to play. So we count that as a listener, no matter if you're just popping into the website and coming back off. And then from there, we can be able to determine on that player the demographics on who's listening, who's male or female, where they're listening from, by city or by state, well, actually more by state or by country, uh, things like that, and also more or less by device. So we can know if people are listening in through an an iOS device or a Windows-based device or what have you. So we talk that, and then after that, when you're talking about roughly 15 to 20 different programs we have on the air per year, Adding all those shows and all their downloads together with some of our shows like The Buzz or SEO 101, one of our uh, two of our most popular shows, getting in excess of 50,000 downloads, at least on our end, not counting where, James, also you get from your end because you distribute it as well on a different platform. We're getting you know, up in, I want to say, close to 2 million downloads a year. And all that traffic, when you have all those different pages – 
that are all being individually, you know, customized for search for search results. Um, we have a lot of hyperlinks that are going into those as well. All that content, when we're talking about, I don't even know how many episodes or how many pieces of audio we do per year. Not only do we do full-length shows, we also have segments that go up as individual conference interviews or segments we do for our relationship with the Miami International Book Fair or some other conference or something else, what might have you. That's all out there for people to consume. And so that's where the traffic all comes in. And then the social media that we do to get people to find us even more. Tell us uh, and tell listeners where, if somebody wants a show like The Buzz, uh, where you basically spoil us rotten for eight years now, uh, that's driven nothing but business to our through our doors for every month, uh, where do people find out more about the services of Cranberry Radio? Well, there is a sales portion up on cranberry.fm. If you want, you can reach out to me personally, Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at cranberry.fm, and I'll get you to the right people to go ahead and do this because I can at least answer a lot of questions when it comes to what comes into this, but then when you want to go ahead and make a, a particular deal so that you can work with us, then we have people that will help you out with that. And right now we're making it really easy for people to do this. It's already easy enough to get your own show, but if you realize how much it would be, instead of you trying to do it yourself, put other employees to do it, people that have never done this before. When you're talking about working with someone that has years upon years, decades of experience doing not just radio, but podcasting itself, we've been around since social media started because we had to do it. We had to use it as well because, you know, how much do you really want to pay for marketing when you know there's ways to market through affiliate marketing or search engine marketing or social media marketing? We've done all that, and we have all the experience and the and and the platform and and the we we have all the materials to show of what we've done. We have the case studies, and a lot of people have worked with us. And you know, if they see what the value is, they they should find out. That there's a value in it, of course. Find out how much of a value it is by doing it with us. Absolutely, and I'm one of your biggest fans. So, Brasco, I can see uh, any final words of advice. I can see we're running right up against the clock. If you're going to do a podcast, you know, it you could honestly really be easy, very easy to do. I, I mean, I know for myself how easy it is to make a podcast to put it together. But if you want to do it the best, find someone to help you do it and get the right information. You know, honestly, James offers a great service in podcasting mastery. You know, it's to give you the right direction, have you do it right. I mean, you have to, you have no other way to ask, but look, all the shows that James has done, all the shows we've done, there's a quality, a, a real broadcast quality that we put. You know, our, ours is as good as any network television program or any, you know, syndicated radio content that's out there. We are as good, and I would say better. So why not work with either one of us and let someone go ahead and show you the right way and get you to where you need to be? And you'll get the right help. Brasco, well said. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this has My been pleasure. great. I've been meaning to get you on for forever. Can always do it again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can see we are now out of time. Uh, keep in mind that uh, if there's something here that you missed that Brasco mentioned here today, that we always take the show notes for you and include links to everything mentioned. And you'll find the show notes for this particular episode at jamesmartell.com forward slash AB463. I also invite you to come out and hang out with us live here every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time here on Cranberry Radio. And a final reminder that if you'd like to be alerted each week to new episodes, I invite you to take 30 seconds right now and subscribe to the Affiliate Buzz by sending a blank email to affiliate underscore buzz at aweber.com. Brasco, thanks again. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.